Hello all and welcome back to the Sense Cycling Podcast for the daily recap number 19, following today's stage of the Giro between Abiate Grasso and Alpe di Mera, the penultimate mountain stage of this Giro, won by the British rider Simon Yates from the team Bike Exchange ahead of Joe Almeida and Egan Bernal. But first of all, Joe, how are you? Very well, thank you, Guillaume. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm very fine. Buzzing because we've had an, an unreal stage today and we were meant to have a battle for GC following the weakness shown by uh, Egan Bernal on the Sega Diala. And Simon Yates did what he said he was going to do. He did try to attack the Mediardosa. He certainly did. And I mean, to be fair to Bike Exchange and to Koenig Quits, that you have to say, those guys paced all day long. They gave the breakaway absolutely no chance whatsoever. And to be fair to Simon Yates as well, he lit up that climb. He attacked only, I think, 2K into the Alpa de Mira today. So really aggressive ride by Yates. He tried to test Egan Bernal. But you have to say that Ineos Grenadiers, at first, I thought, oh no, Bernal is in trouble right now. Um, but they played it very sensibly. Castroviejo, great job. Danny Martinez, great job again. I think he delivered Bernal to the final two and a half kilometres. Then Bernal had to go himself and he did well. Third place on the stage, limited his losses still with a big lead in the GC. A huge composure from the team in news today. Um, it has to be mentioned with Joel Meda being the first one to attack in the Alpe di Mera, I think two kilometres from the start of it. Uh, then Joel Meda bridged up. We then had more riders trying to bridge the likes of Alexander Vlasov, Damiano Caruso and George Bennett. Uh, and Ineos did not panic. They stayed at their own rhythm. They faced throughout the climb with Castroviejo. Then Dan Martinez, they bridged up back to the first group, which uh, Simon Yates had left uh, and had flown towards victory. Uh, and then, yeah, Joel Meda Bernal managed to get a little gap from the likes of Damiano Caruso, who finishes in fourth place today, but consolidates his podium position. Fifth place for Alexander Vlasov today, the rider from Astana, for once not being extremely offensive. And I think that might have paid for um, for the Russian. And if we carry on with the rest of the top 10, we've got Dan Martin in P6, following his win on Sigadziala. Dan Martinez in seventh. Kun Boomen, interesting position for uh, for the Dutchman today, finishing with Tobias Foss and running on the top 10 is Roman Bardet in the same time as Hugh Carthy, who today loses a minute on Alexander Vlasov and potentially says goodbye to, to P4 of the Giro d'Italia. Yes, it's close, isn't it? I mean, we have the podium battle and it seems like we have a separate race right now for P4. But, you know, Bernal still has two and a half minutes over Crusoe. The gap to Yates is now under three minutes following uh, the 30, is it 34 seconds that Yates has gained with bonuses as well today. So the thing is, is that the stage wasn't super difficult today. The final climb was tough, but there were no massive mountains early that they could really try to test Bernal on as well. And I feel like, removing that first category climb due to the cable car tragedy actually has had quite quite a big impact on this race because I think we could have seen Bike Exchange really press on there. Same with Dukernik Quick Step as well. Um, so I feel like the altered route has suited Bernal here. Definitely perhaps limited his losses somewhat today. But tomorrow we are going to see the big gaps. I'm pretty sure of that. This GC, it could still be flipped on its head, I'm pretty sure. It really could because we're mentioning the podium battle, but if we take a closer look at the top 10. You've got Vlasov 6 minutes 11 down, but then Hugh Corti 7.10, Bardet 7.32, Dan Martinez 7.42, and Joe Almeida 8.26. And out of the four or five riders I've just mentioned, the two best time trialists are P7 and P8. I think we could see potentially Dan Martinez and Joe Almeida in the top five of the Giro comes the time trial. So everything is still yet to play for for um, the rest of the GDC, but I think the podium is set. In which order will have the podium? Not so sure. I think Yates has a decent shot at overtaking Caruso tomorrow, 
but maybe Carrizo will try and come back on the time trial. He does look slightly under the weather at the moment, the rider from um, from Bahrain, but it is to be expected. He wasn't meant to be a leader on this race. Uh, but once again, a consistent performance from Caruso. They tried to attack, at least to follow um, the group of Joel Meda, but then fell back and loses, I believe, around 30 seconds on Simon Yates without bonus sequences. I think 42 seconds with the bonus seconds, um, which means he still has a 20 second lead over the British rider from back exchange. It certainly does. And you mentioned that fourth place battle. It's it's five riders, just two and a half minutes or less than that, just over two minutes separating those guys. And I feel like that could really change the way this race is ridden as well. We'll have some of those teams pressing on. Joao Almeida, you have to say, is the man in form right now. He looks electric again, runner up today, still looking for his first pro win. Your, uh, your pick actually, Guillaume, so you'll be ruining that one for sure. Almeida, he looks to make a late comeback again. He did the same on Sega Diala. In the last kilometre of both those climbs, he really pressed on, but just a little too late for the Portuguese man. You have to feel for him still looking for that pro win, like I said. But I'll add another name into the hat as well. Tobias Foss, he is just over 10 minutes down overall, but he's four minutes down on fourth place Alex Vlasov. So Foss is riding really consistently. And as soon as George Bennett fell away, Foss has really taken up the mantle at Jumbo Visma and he did another good climb today with the help of Kuhn Bauman who's really on fire today on the help of Demira and I feel like the longer Paso San Bernardino tomorrow could suit Foss quite well and he does have the time trial too like Almeida he could gain big big time in that time trial so I'm not counting Foss out of a potential top six or even a top five right now it depends how it goes tomorrow. I think the top six is um, reachable for Foss the only way in my opinion he goes into the top five would be if Dan Martinez um, well, loses big tomorrow because it is possible to lose big tomorrow. We'll get into the, the preview very shortly, but it's going to be the final stage with the likes of back exchange possibly trying everything they can to um, get Tom on Bernal even before the final climb. You've mentioned Dukunang, they will probably try to attack. Uh, one team that we probably won't see moving at all now is going to be Trek Segafredo, orphan of Giulio Ciccone since yesterday and since today, orphan as well of Gianluca Brambilla. Um, following a crash, we wish him a speedy recovery. But I think the ambitions of Trek are now finished. But maybe Belka Molina for, for, for a stage win, but a man can dream. Um, <laughs> also notable non-starters tomorrow uh, today. Stage winner, Victor Lafay, has not taken uh, the start in, uh, in Abia Tegrasso. And also, Jefferson Alexander Cepeda, uh, who I believe hasn't taken the start of this Giro at all. So, yeah. They finally realised he wasn't here, I think. So the final mountain stage of the Giro d'Italia, and it is a big one starting in Verbanier. We actually have a flat start to the stage. The first 70k or so are pretty flat, and we head into Switzerland quite swiftly, and we enter the biggest climb of the Giro d'Italia, the Paso San Bernardino. It's almost 24 kilometers in length, and it averages 6.2%, so it sounds reasonable, but we also have a short descent about two-thirds of the way up which does mean that when the road is uphill it's perhaps deceptively difficult it really averages close to six and a half seven percent when the road is going uphill um when you take into account that descent so a really really difficult climb and i am certain we'll see some teams bike exchange especially try and blow up the race here we then have a descent we have more climbing to come with the splugen pass which is in switzerland again around nine k seven and a half percent and I can tell you, Guillaume, I've checked out the descent of this climb, which peaks around 40, 35k to go. The descent is highly technical. We have lots mm -hmm. of switchback hairpins right to the top, narrow roads as well. And I feel like we could have 
quite a few riders trying to attack in that descent. Ah, it is very possible. And I think um, you've mentioned for now the San Bernardino and the Splung Pass. Uh, we haven't talked about the final climb in Alpemota, which is their first appearance on the Giro. Uh, but the climb, the finish climb, isn't the toughest of all climbs we've had on this Giro. So I think if you can make a difference in that downhill of the Splung Pass, you are within a shout at uh, taking the win. And if you are bike exchange and you've managed to get Simon Yates in a decent lead, like let's say 20, 25 seconds on the likes of Bernal, and you've got, I don't know, Mikel Nieve or Tanel Kangat in the front group, you can potentially try to put the pressure on an Ineos team, which will most likely have lost some of their teammates um, in the first round. Yeah, for sure. And like you say, that descent does lead into the Alpa Motta, which is, like you say, the shortest climb of the day, around 7k, averages 7.7%. And again, there is a flatter section around halfway up, which does mean when it's uphill, it's close to 8.5-9%. So it's quite a difficult climb, but it is the shortest, potentially on paper the easiest of the stage. But certainly after over 3,000 meters of climbing to that point, I'm pretty sure the riders won't feel that way. And it's going to be a massive day. Chances, I mean, the terrain is really suited to trying to blow up the race really early on that Paso San Bernardino and then trying to maybe hold that attack throughout on the following climbs or attack again. I mean, it's set to be, for me, an epic stage right here. I really feel that. I think it will. I think it will. We, uh, we all know that the Giro often has that one stage where everything goes bonkers uh, and I think tomorrow has the potential to do so. Also, one thing to mention, um, both the uh, Paso San Bernardino and the Sprugum Pass are above 2,000 meters. And uh, we know that yeah. some of the riders sometimes struggle with that kind of elevation. Uh, so we will see how, um, how the peloton behaves on those climbs. I think uh, we're once again going to have a peloton fighting for the win. I don't see um, the break we're winning it, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I feel like once again, Bakir Shenge and De Konank are going to take the matters into their own hand and pace um, in the first 75k until we start the first slopes of the um, of San Bernardino. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting stage. It's, it has the potential to be an unreal stage. And uh, I mean, Bernal is lucky to have two and a half minutes right now of a gap because he can lose quite a heap of time tomorrow should, um, should he doesn't have the legs. Yeah, he's got a buffer, hasn't he? But, you know, there is the potential for massive swings. I really feel riders could lose or gain minutes and minutes on this stage, depending how it's ridden. And I'm sure it's going to be ridden really aggressively, particularly by Team Bike Exchange, who will try and ride for Yates, who has the momentum. Also, I think to Koenig, like we saw today, they're going to try and ride potentially for Joao Almeida, who's still, like I said, looking for his first pro win. So I feel this is going to be an epic, very good point as well you make on the high altitude. That's where Bernal one on stage 16. Also, we have Bardet and Caruso, the best other riders there. So perhaps those guys are the ones to watch. And obviously, Simon Yates was the man to struggle that day. But I wonder if that was perhaps more due to the weather. Have you uh, have you been on your mm-hmm. usual weather watch, Guillaume? I have, I have. And tomorrow should be a decent day for the weather conditions. I don't think we'll have any issues for Simon Yates. Uh, and you've, you mentioned Romain Bardet uh, very quickly. I think this stage um, could suit him tomorrow because he's not exactly in shape. If we're, take, if we're going to be honest, he, he has up and downs on this Giro. Uh, the massive up was on Cortina d'Ampezzo. But on Cortina d'Ampezzo, he did gain back, he did gain, sorry, 30 seconds back on Caruso in a technical descent in treacherous weather conditions. And you've mentioned that tomorrow's descent of the Splugen Pass is also extremely technical. So potentially Romain will try to do something because if he doesn't gain any time tomorrow, I think he says goodbye not only to the top five of the Giro, but also to a top seven. 
So we are going to see, in my opinion, some moves in that technical downhill. Uh, but regarding the weather, everyone and everything should be A-OK. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like mentioning Boise, he could attack in that descent. We've mentioned Joao Maida as well as a potential man to attack. I've, I feel like we usually have a race with a breakaway and a race with a peloton. We might have three races here. We have a breakaway. We have everyone bar the top three. And then we have Damiano Caruso, Simon Yates and Egan Bernal. And you know, those guys don't care if Roman Bardet attacks. Those guys don't even care if Chihuahua Almeida attacks. They care if one of those other three riders attacks. So they're going to be watching each other. Um, and I think that could be an interesting dynamic as well to watch out for. I think it will. And I think it's going to make the predictions extremely complicated and extremely tough. Um, hopefully this time you actually go for someone that can win. Uh, because, I mean... We're not going to, to go back on your pick from yesterday, but I don't think you were extremely pleased with his performance today, if I'm not going to be honest. I mean, um, I, I, I perhaps would have been better off going for Fernando Gaviria, perhaps. the. Uh, I mean, he almost did as well as, as Davide Formolo today. So, no, not my, my finest moment, that's for sure. That is very correct. And for that matter, I'm going to allow you to go first for your predictions. Are they ready? My prediction is ready, Guillaume. So right. it's a difficult one. I feel like there's two riders. There's two riders for me um, who this stage is between. I feel like you're, you're probably thinking the same. And it's the mm -hmm. one two from today. And I'm not yep. going to go for a back-to-back -back win of Simon Yates. I'm going to go for the man who's been second, I think, two stages in a row now. Or, or sorry, two stages out of the past three. Joao Almeida is going to win his first pro bike race. I'm going to steal your pick from today. And I've played it tactically here with the prediction game. I haven't jumped the gun and gone too early on Almeida. He's going to be given, he's going to be let off the leash. You know, Yates doesn't mind giving him the stage, but now isn't going to follow him. Almeida is super strong right now. He's getting better every day. And I'm going for Joao Almeida to win this stage. So I'm guessing he's going to finish ahead of Simon Yates for yeah, all your I'll, predictions. I'll, I'll have Simon Yates second. And who would you have in P3? P3. Oh, do I go for Bernal? I'm not going to go for Igan Bernal. I'm going to go for Damiano Caruso. Okay, so we have the exact same three riders on our podium. However, mine, my one-two is switched. I do have Simon Yates going for the back-to-back -back ahead of Jean Mida and Damien Caruso for tomorrow's stage. So it's a, it's a very tight one here. We've got similar riders there. And of course, I remain 2-1 down to Guillaume after my, my pretty abysmal pick today. And um, it's my penultimate chance to claw it back to 2 all before the final TT. So I need to win this if I want a chance of winning this prediction game. Otherwise, the best I can do is draw with you. Absolutely. And I mean, let's be honest, even if you lose today, uh, I may I may slightly tweak the rules to have a, an interesting final uh, final time trial. But I think we are quite aware of the two strongest riders of this zero right now. Yates and Almeida today, the British rider took the first jab. We'll see if he can uh, we'll finish the job tomorrow. It's time for the last orders on this Giro d'Italia. We'll have one more round of drinks and it starts tomorrow in Verbania. Final mountain stage of this Giro, the final hopes for many before the final time trial in Milano. Can Egan Bernal hold on to the Malia Rosa? Can Damone Caruso claw back some time on the Colombian? Can Simon Yates go against the odds and defeat the Colombian? Those are the questions that will be answered tomorrow. Joe, do you have a final word for us? The stage finishes on the Alpamosa, but it will be the Alp de Almeida tomorrow. The Alpe de Almeida. I like this. Have an amazing day, guys. Cheers.